This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with this panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies. Into the Pacific Northwest, welcome to Street Talk, your real estate show on all things real estate. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Mrs. Rebecca Mitsui from Keller Williams. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And also Mr. Patrick Crowthers from Compass. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. Doing good. Enjoying that Seafair weekend? Yeah, I worked yesterday, <laughs> but I got to enjoy the traffic that it brought along. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, a lot of traffic. At least the weather's holding out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, it's going to be beautiful. should be a lot of fun. For those, of, for those people that are lucky enough to get out in the lake and uh, share in the festivities. Uh, there continues to be uh, quite a bit going on as far as the real estate market goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Case-Shiller Index, which tracks home sales uh, month to month. It typically is a couple of months behind. Uh, but it did state the fact that uh, Seattle now leads the nation for the 21st month. As far as appreciation, uh, yeah. As far as the most appreciate, but this only goes back to May. Okay, so I was going to say it's, I it's in, we're it's in get direct contradiction <laughs> to you know the data that we have regarding June. But right, Kay Schiller runs a couple of months behind. Gotcha. Um, so twenty-one months, thirteen percent appreciation. Uh, Las Vegas was number two, but mm. obviously based upon the the data that we saw with. Uh, the surplus of listings and such, right. the activity actually is probably going to – that'll come – It'll catch up. <laughs> it'll catch up. The, the East Coast has been uh, a little more on fire lately. Uh, I was reading some articles about the Midwest and the East Coast. And I was a little surprised about that. Even It sounds like the West Coast a little bit in general has slowed down. Oh, interesting. Well, the, the other aspect of it is with, ho- with house prices going up so much, mm-hmm. it does bring up the debate of home, home ownership versus renting. Right. Just because of the fact that, you know, if, if house prices have increased so rapidly that your income can't catch up to it, that you can't actually afford to live there, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what rents are doing, then that may or may not be the case. I mean, obviously, rents over the last four years here in Seattle have gone up astronomically as well. Right. But there are markets where rents have been a little bit stagnant. For example, uh, other markets that have conti- continued to scintillate are uh, San Jose and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So in the in the last year there, rents have been relatively stagnant mm-hmm. or haven't gone up much by comparison. But what the, what that doesn't take into account is the appreciation that you have by whole, it's not just a uh, a, a, me, a metric that you just measure based on dollars out, right. which is uh, what a lot of people are talking about. Because obviously, you build wealth wealth by holding onto the property. Right, like that article that we had found about, you know, it's like having, I think it was earning another $53,000 a year or however much an hour yep. just by being a homeowner yep. in Seattle. Just and quietly, was, just, yeah. having, just having an asset, quietly pick up pick yeah. up that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, Pat, you bought that property in... Uh, November. November. Yep. So that property has ticked up a bit in value mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there, you know. Yeah. So when it, when you compare that, that's where I think we often lose what's 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 important. Um, as far as activity goes, I mean, as far as uh, purchasing uh, contingencies and things of that nature, what are you seeing there? Well, I, I'm actually getting buyers into 
properties with an inspection contingency and doing some negotiations, which is really actually feeling good. <laughs> uh, I, our listings are still selling. They're not you know, necessarily getting as many offers as they were like, say, six months to a year ago. I don't know. How about you, Pat? I think this is a great opportunity for both buyers and sellers still. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lisa and I are extremely busy right now. And it's great because, as you mentioned, the, the buyers don't have to give away all their rights. They yeah. don't have to just say, okay, I'm, I'll just get it and just throw everything they have in the hat. You know, um, sellers are like, oh, man, slow down a little bit. Did I miss my – no, you didn't miss it. Don't be greedy. You're still having – you're still going to maximize. You right. know, you're still in a great, great position uh, historically. So you're still in a great position to sell. You just have to, um, you know, if, if your neighbor's house just sold last month, you're not going to go, I'm going to go 30000 over just because. Thinking that you've got, right. oh, I've got another month of appreciation. I mean, that's how crazy it had been where it's, you said, oh, I'm yeah. a three, couple months later, I'm going to just tack on, you know, what that appreciation would have been. And, you know, right now it's just not, it'll be interesting when the Case-Shiller Index comes out and we see June's numbers and see where we're at on that list. Yes. Because uh, we were number one for 21 months in a row. 21 months in a row. That's only second to Portland in the 90s, mm-hmm. which was the leader for 23 months in a row. Right. So there was another city that uh, I believe was also West Coast that had 20 months in a row. So now Seattle's uh, second all time, I guess. Uh, all time, yeah. Since but I'd be excited to sell right now. If I had a home to sell right now, you're still in an amazing position. Um, and then the buyers, as we mentioned, there's more to choose from. Um, we say you can be a little more patient with it, but you still want to have you know both feet in if you're trying to buy. But it's a great opportunity out there. Well, I mean, the, the median prices in Seattle is 813000 mm-hmm. The median price on the east side is 978 Wow. Uh, Snohomish County as a whole is 511000 And then you have Pierce County at 351 yeah. So... You know, again, the outlying areas, when you, when you t- talk outlying, you're pretty much talking outside of King County. Right. And then you, get, uh, you, you start to see some lower prices. So when you, when you take that about a great time to list, clearly because of the fact there's been so much appreciation over the last few years. It's just a matter of, oh, my, there's not that feeding frenzy around your house. Mm-hmm. So, so we got, it was interesting. We had a crazy week with people calling that uh, we had – uh, one person that wants to that actually we just got in contract beautiful place up in Snohomish right on the lake and they're going to sell their place in Ballard. Another person he's looking in Kingston we're helping looking in Kingston to buy and he's selling in Ballard. And then another person selling in Edmonds looking in Kingston. So they're they're yep. migrating out. Oh up, yeah, it's up, a, th- a theme right now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I've had quite a few talks with because I grew up in Ballard, so I know a lot of people there. And I and and naturally I just end up talking to people that live there now. And um, a lot of them are saying that it's not the same neighborhood as what they moved into, and they're looking to probably cash in and, you know, go elsewhere. And they're looking at rezoning because <laughs> there's a lot of commercial out there. Yeah. And that's what, you know, they're, all of a sudden they had some beautiful craftsman old home, and there's commercial right across the street now, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of townhomes right next door. And yeah. so, it, as you mentioned, it, it's just changed a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think traffic's a consideration, too. Right. When you when you talk about being in Ballard, trying to get out get that crosstown driving is that, definitely. I mean, it, I think that's starting to build mm-hmm. on people, so therefore they're looking to to move it. Great area as long as you're in that area, or you can work from home. But if you're commuting at all, Ballard's yeah, amazing place. Not to discredit, but some it's it's just lifestyle. Right, yeah. that's what you're used to, and some of the old school. Not. Well, there's a lot of walkability <laughs> there, like what you keep talking about. A lot of places to go eat, a lot of places for entertainment, a lot of places to hang out at night. So, I mean, it's it's definitely one one of the uh, 
top areas that we that we spoke about many many years ago. Um, folks, if you've been caught in the crosshairs of whether to buy, whether not to buy, uh, given what's going on, what's going on out there in the market, the number to the show is eight four four talk one hundred one. Again, it's eight four four talk one hundred one. Uh, be happy to answer any questions, or maybe you're looking for that next uh, that next hot area. Even though there's not too many secrets anymore. <laughs> Here in well, the Seattle- Chris and I have our opinions on that, too. So give us a call at 844-TALK-101, and let's talk about what area you're looking to buy in. Yeah, in fact, we, somebody called in uh, back when you weren't here. They actually asked about uh, Bainbridge and uh, Kitsap. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, th- those areas, I mean, there's been good appreciation there, but uh, there seems like there's room for a lot more. Yeah, we have two in contract over there. We have a listing coming on uh, this next week over on Bainbridge. Great, great area. Um, you know, it's... It, people think it's so far away. My father, I grew up on Bainbridge and my, my dad's been commuting for 30 years and uh, it's nice. You get a, we talk about all the time. You get to have some coffee on the way to work and then a beer on the way back. You know what time <laughs> you're going to get home. You're not a slave to the freeway. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. Good school districts out there. It's Definitely. a great community. And then Paulsbo, Kingston, there's a lot of great areas out there. Um, and, the king and, of Kitsap was not here when we were talking about <laughs> Kitsap, so I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I actually have, uh, we'll talk about it later, but um, helping out with a listing over there in uh, Bremerton, borderline of Seabeck, and it's a great property, mm-hmm. five acres, and it's $299,000. I'll get into details later, but you can get so much more for your money. Um, as you mentioned, I bought a property over in Kingston, a mile and a half away from the ferry. It's a rental property, um, but it's, yeah, it's it's just a great area there. They're adding the foot passenger ferry again there from uh, from Kingston to Seattle. It'll when does be, that start? It got pushed back, uh, so it's going to be in the fall, I believe, okay. of this year. But it was mm-hmm. supposed to be summertime, and um, so fall, winter time. I'm not okay. sure, but less than 30 minutes from Kingston to downtown Seattle. Right, that's crazy. And then you can get a home. For example, the home I bought was four hundred thousand dollars, half acre, twenty five hundred square foot home. Yeah, beautiful home. You know. Yeah, and like you said, again, sitting there, say you're commuting an hour, but you're sitting, and you're not necessarily sitting behind the wheel. Coffee on the way in, beer on the way home. I haven't heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, and, <laughs> and a lot of the sales that we've done on Bainbridge, the people work. One of the ones we're in contract works at the corporate Starbucks. Another one is a dentist that works in downtown Seattle, and then someone that works actually at Zillow and an architect Perfect. on the Seattle side. Right. So they're all commuting. These people that we've been helping over there, for the most part, uh, are still working in Seattle mm-hmm. and doing that commute. So that's that. That's the uh, that's the big tease. How do you how do you get to work and still be able to afford to buy the house right. that you're looking for? If you ha- if you if you haven't followed the advice that we've given over the last couple of years, buy now, buy now. Now you're at a point where we're saying buy now, but you have other forces. You've got the interest rates that, that are increasing. You've got the double digit appreciation rates over the last few years. All these things point to homes being less affordable. However, if you if you continue to wait, it'll continue to be less affordable. Um, so even even with everything that's going going on, uh, even the with the increase in inventory, you're still seeing, we talk about a slowdown, but you're still seeing 6 7 8% appreciation right. in the local market. We're just market. spoiled used to those double-digit numbers. You know? Absolutely. So. The national average is just over 6%. So when you, when you start looking at those, those things, we're just going down to the national average. Right. Again, we've been spoiled twice in the last 10 years or uh, 12 to 14 years right. when you take into, a, into account what happened in the mid-2000s uh, as far as things like that go. So, 
And by the way, I need to apologize to everybody who, who lives in Kitsap County or Bamers. They're probably mad at me like, don't tell our secrets. <laughs> like, Knock it off. Don't send them over here. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's going to be like yeah. when the California people, you know, you didn't want to say you were from California back in the day. You're not going to want to tell people you're from King County, right? <laughs> yeah. there you go. Folks, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together. Freedom and liberty, safety and security. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with reliability and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're a veteran or current service member looking to buy a home, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. There are so many wonderful benefits and opportunities available to our service members. If you have questions about how a VA loan could help you and your family, we would love to help. Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, equal housing opportunity. Hey, it's Dory Monson. 3010 Weight Loss for Life has been such a great long-term sponsor with me. And over the years, I have seen them transform not just me, but so many of my listeners' lives. I've seen people who have lost 50 or 100 pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers with decades of experience and expertise. The doctors and the clients love 3010 because they make it so easy, effective, and delicious. And the team at 3010, they're super supportive. They are in it with you. They truly care. Created by those healthcare providers, 3010 makes it clear, easy, and it simply works. When I went on the program and lost 25 pounds, it took me five or six weeks. You know that you can trust 3010. You'll lose weight while you're learning how to live and eat healthier. That's where the four life comes. So if you're ready to look like a different person and feel so much better by the end of summer, get started right now. 855-843-3010. 855-843-3010 or 3010weightlossforlife.com. 3010, you're worth it. How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. It's your real estate show on all things real estate, financing, buying, or selling. We're here to discuss all of those things as they as they arise. I mean, there's a lot to navigate in the uh, 
housing market these days. Speaking of which, Pal, I think you have a listing that uh, has some uh, interesting tidbits to it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a great opportunity. And that's, you know, there's there's so many different parts when it comes to real estate. One is the emotional part. One is the home. And then there's the investment side. And the cool thing about this property is that it kind of hits everything. Uh, it's over, once again, over in Kitsap County. And it's in Bremerton, kind of Bremerton Seabeck border there. And it's five acre property. And it has a manufactured home on there that's uh, 858 square feet, two bedroom, one bath, uh, actually kind of a three bedroom uh, opportunity there. But a two bed, one bath, uh, like I said, five acres. It also has a detached garage, 1,800 square feet with a very, very solid foundation and opportunity that you could actually build a home on there. Uh, so you could live in the manufactured home. As you build your home, it's got view. You can actually see uh, the, the uh, sound over by the Hood Canal. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, you can also see you got a great view of the uh, Olympic Mountains there. And there's a, an RV garage there. And then there's a separate area where he actually has the owner actually has his RV where he's at. It's a very beautiful property. You've got views. Uh, you have so many different options there. So it could be an investment. It could be an opportunity for you to live in, and it's listed for two ninety nine. So great price, great price, great opportunity. Uh, the manufactured homes from eighty six. So uh, we'll talk about some loan op- opportunities with that. But um, yeah, great opportunity for rental to live in to build to develop. There's so many great options here. I would definitely suggest taking a look at it. Uh, it's located at 7864 Nakusa Lane Northwest in Bremerton, 98312. That's 7864 Nakusa Lane Northwest. And the MLS number is 1339618. That's 1339618. And um, yeah, definitely go take a look. It's a great opportunity there. Well, in manufactured homes, the, I mean, the best news about that, even though single-wide manufactured home financing is probably one of those uh, niche loans that's going to be pretty hard to find. It, you definitely. Because a lot of times most people will want double-wides um, at Laura's Home Loans uh, and or Mortgage Masters. They they actually do single-wides. So okay. that part wouldn't be a problem. FHA is going to be 3.5% down. Uh, the home ready product or home possible product, which is the uh, conventional products to compete with FHA, uh, those products are three percent down, especially in that. Uh, still for a single wide. Still for a single wide. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the down payment doesn't the down payment doesn't vary. It's just it doesn't vary according to the uh, single family dwelling type. Right. So whatever it is, whether it be a manufactured home, condo, townhouse, single family residence. The minimum down payment is going to apply to the loan, not to the structure as it exists. Right. I don't so, know if the listeners realize how rare it is to have find a lender that does that. So you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's especially in the outlying areas. You don't see it so often. People. Yeah. You know, we we get calls where, gosh, you're the you're the tenth tenth place tenth place we've called looking for financing. So not a lot of, not a lot of places do it. So if you have questions about that. There are some some regulations that you have to follow with the manufactured homes, uh, making sure that the structure is not affected because it's under the LNI designation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to actually physically inspect the property, make sure that everything is the way that it was when it was set up. So yeah. that's, that's sort of the main thing in a property that's 30 years old. Uh, that may or may not be the case. Yeah, and it was a builder who actually owns this property. He was a he's a retired from that, but he he actually did some some great work inside the home, and he's kept it. Uh, you know, it's updated pretty well. And but that that garage there is really it's solid. Like if you saw this property, I mean, just looking at the photos, it's it's a solid piece. It'd be a great foundation to build a home. Yeah, so, five acres is a, having five acres. 
as well. And it sits on top yeah, of a hill. View. It sits on top of a hill, so you kind of you look down, but the, the, he opened up the trees, and so you, like I said, you have the Olympic view, and then you also see water. Nice. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. For that price range? With or without the manufactured home, that's sort of the bonus at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Two ninety nine, you're you're like four hundred square feet, maybe. Oh, in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. What would you buy for two ninety nine in Seattle? <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, I think uh, you you've got your your small condos going for the high threes, low mm-hmm. fours, yeah. mm-hmm. and those are the smaller ones, right? So it's funny me being from over there. They they they're like, what you get? What for what? Just thinking, you know, uh, 1,500 square feet, 900,000 or something, you know, just de- obviously depending on where you're at. But they just don't get that because a lot of people, life's a little different over there. And It's a the property. different world in real estate for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So another interesting thing that came out this week, the jobs report came out uh, the first week in August. Sort of again, sort of sets the table, but the Fed also met this week. Uh, talking about uh, what they what their opinion is of the economy, what they're going to do with the rate hike situation, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So the jobs report came out Friday. Hundred and fifty seven thousand jobs were added. Unemployment rate went down from four to three. Went down to three point nine percent from four percent. So all indications are that the economy is actually still ticking Humming along. along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Fed actually met on Wednesday prior to the jobs report. And they left rates unchanged. They still expect to raise the rates two more times this year, which then will directly impact any HELOCs that you have, your credit card rates. I mean, those are, anything that's, re- that's related to prime will be affected by these rate hikes because that's a short-term interest rate. So when the Fed raises a quarter point, it'll directly affect whatever you have by that same quarter point. Right. Uh, if it's a, uh, another index, uh, then prime will probably affect it. So you may not see the quarter-for-quarter quarter increase, but you will certainly see something happening. Right. So people with those large HELOCs out there should be calling you to look into seeing if um, doing a, a refinance is Yeah, a absolutely. Idea. I think that, uh, you know, I think the HELOCs themselves are ticking time bombs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't, if you've had it, especially if, you, if you've had it for five, five or six years, because a lot of the HELOCs, when they hit the 10-year mark, they'll recast to a 20-year amortization. Mm-hmm. If it's a 15-year draw period, then in, uh, in 15 years, it'll go to a 15-year loan. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going from interest only to then an amortized loan, that's going to be a pretty pretty steep payment shock for most people. Right. So uh, that's the thing to consider. So even at that point, it does make sense sometimes to consolidate, depending on what the size of the HELOC is, just to combine the two to have, an, to have a smaller payment overall. Right. So it's not always it's not always going to be about rate. It's going to be about the interest costs that you have on the other things that you're consolidating. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I mean, the economy just continues to remain at a at a strong level, along with what the housing what, what the housing market is doing. You, you had a bet earlier on this year. Are you still sticking by your uh, five and a quarter? Uh, definitely over five. Yeah, yeah, definitely over five. Really, what what what's what's putting a a crux in it? is what Trump's doing. Uh, in other words, the you're looking at the uh, trade war. Mm. You know, nothing is really come. You know, there's still that's still pending approval, so to speak. But if that gets approved, and then you've got two hundred billion dollars in tariffs against each other, and then you're taking on uh, Canada, Mexico. I mean, you're taking on the world as far as the tariff part goes. Then that could that could actually slow things down. And actually, also provide a little bit of relief as far as rates go. 
So that's kind of the big debate. Interestingly enough, the Fed didn't bring any of that up hmm. in their in their in their post meeting speech. So that'll probably happen in the minutes when they release the minutes next month to see what their thought process is there. But that uh, that does uh, present some issues uh, and certainly could provide some relief. But all that does to me is uh, when the interest rate hike does happen, mm-hmm. it's going to happen rapidly because it's being forced down at this point because of all these other pressures that you see out there. So we're going to you think it's going to happen very rapidly then? Yeah, well, well, well when it does, if, when that when the dust settles on that. Yeah. And whatever's decided as far as the tariff stuff goes and that 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 then is calm, mm-hmm. then I think mm. the the floodgates open a little a little bit. Just like you had in the first part of the year. The first part of the year we sort of went from four percent to four and a half overnight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we've always we always say, you know, this is a great time to buy, but seriously with the with the inventory increasing you know, August typically being a month where, um, you know, people are on vacation, reunions, weddings. And so buyers are kind of out mm-hmm. of pocket. It's it, it really is a great time to, like, get locked in, make sure you're not going to be a part of the, you know, higher interest rates and, you know, get a better deal. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you saw uh, a, five, a 5% increase in rates this past week, you know, 4.3 to 4, 4.53 to 4.6. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Freddie Mac, is what they said the uh, the rate was. I mean, obviously, your loan to value, your percentages will all be affected by that. Will all affect the interest rate? But still, it's it's hanging around there. I mean, you see that that variance from four four point five three, four point five five, four point six. You see that variance back and forth. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's holding steady. But uh, again, when it does when it does go up. I think it's going to go up relatively quickly, and we'll 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 blow by five. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. To answer your question, okay? Do we have this recorded? I'm yeah, no. Well, we had that bet, and so Chris, if if he's, I think that it uh, situation has changed a little bit. I think that if it's under five by by one, you just have to buy Rebecca and I dinner. We'll, we'll take a steak dinner, <laughs> and if it's over five, then we'll just give you a pat on the back. Oh well, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll think we'll think. Hey, the something. bet wasn't with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We just. Folks, number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Again, 844-TALK-101. For decades now, when neighbors and families were ready to make a move, they'd call me. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now it's time for me to make a move. Introducing Laura's Home Loans. When you're considering a reverse mortgage, refinance, renovation, or new home, please consider Laura's Home Loans. My family would be honored to offer you the personalized service we're known for. Just ask. Call one 1- 833-ASK-LAURA. Laura's Home Loans. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, co 40445 Equal Housing Opportunity. This is my dream house. Do not lose this 100. Meeting opens at 320,000. 320. 330. 330. 335. 335. 365. 365. 365. 365. 365. 365. 365. Real Estate Go2Gal.com. That's the number two. Real Estate Go2Gal.com.
For decades now, when neighbors and families were ready to make a move, they'd call me. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now it's time for me to make a move. Introducing Laura's Home Loans. When you're considering a reverse mortgage, refinance, renovation, or new home, please consider Laura's Home Loans. My family would be honored to offer you the personalized service we're known for. Just ask. Call one 1- 833 ask Laura Laura's home loans Mortgage Master Service Corporation CO40445 equal housing opportunity Hey it's Story Monson for 3010 Weight Loss for Life it's the local weight loss program created by healthcare providers with decades of experience doctors and clients love 3010 because they make it easy effective and delicious it was about four and a half years ago it took me 5 6 weeks to lose 25 pounds i know people who have lost 50 100 pounds are you ready to start living healthier give them a call 855-843-3010 855-843-3010 or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com Retire successfully. See life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich live. Protect assets, preserve quality of life, and empower your family. See Rajiv Nagayich. What is it that people in retirement really want to accomplish in life? The number one thing is avoid institutional care. The second biggest thing people worry about is living broke. And the third thing that we worry about, not becoming a burden to our loved ones. What kinds of planning do we engage in before we retire to make sure that these goals will actually be realized? See Rajiv Nagayich this Tuesday, August 7th in Federal Way, the 8th in Bothell, the 9th in Everett, and Saturday the 11th in Mount Vernon. Register now to see Rajiv for free. Visit agingoptions.com, agingoptions.com. Life is a family affair. Know your options. Visit agingoptions.com. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. It's your real estate show on all things real estate. So uh, we look forward to answering your questions on that. And Rebecca, I believe you have a listing as well. Yes, we have a new listing in Innis Arden. Um, you can look it up at InnisArden.info. Um, that has the full information for you. But it's a mid-century rambler on a really large uh, 24,800-square-foot lot. Um, it has the original oak floors throughout. Uh, and it has some of the mid-century... Um, uh, you know, kind of character involved with it. So um, something that I think some people who, when they remodel might want to kind of retain some of it. Um, big two car garage, large um, side uh, yard where you can have RV parking or a boat. Um, MLS number is 1339012. And the address is 16631 10th Avenue Northwest. That's in Shoreline in the Innisarden community. Uh, list price is seven hundred twenty-five thousand, and it is a three-bedroom, one and a half bath, and it's just on a. Um, we have it staged. It looks really darling. If you would like to go by today, it's uh, we have it open from one to four, um, and uh, we're baking cookies. <laughs> Got old school. <laughs> baking cookies. Yeah. Well, it looks like a great house. Yeah. It um it has uh I, I it has a really expansive feel to it. It's only six hundred and 
1,640 square feet. But as you guys know, in a Rambler, when it's well laid out, I mean, it feels a lot larger than that. Mid-centuries um, are so popular. People are loving mid-century homes. I know. I really know. to open them up and just the, the sharp lines and, and the windows and... Yeah. yeah, and you can't beat the Ennis Arden community either. I mean, it's it's a stellar community. And homes rarely come on the market um, in this community. Um, people stay there. When they buy, they stay there. This is a very inexpensive home for that neighborhood. Um, it doesn't have a lot of cosmetic updates. It's been well-maintained, as you'll see when you, when you go to it, um, but it doesn't have a lot of updates, which is where the price is where it is. Uh, but somebody could come in there and maybe, I don't know, do a – a renovation loan or something to kind of really bring it up to the, the standards. You're never going to be the most expensive house in the community there just based on the fact that it's in a sardin. Yeah, but also so. it's a large lot too. It is. So yeah. to, to have that that kind of property in that lot space, I mean, yeah. that, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, definitely. It even has um, like a, uh, I think that, you know, it was original from 1956, sort of a, a shelter, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, it's built in kind of this, the, the yard kind of slopes down a little bit. And you don't see it. It's kind of nice. You don't see this big cement outbuilding because it's actually built into the side of the sloping hill at the end of the property. So, you know, it could be all different kinds of things. Storage, uh, you know, all of your, you know, your lawn storage, et cetera. Um, Kids, forts, uh, (laughs) all kinds of ideas with that. So, Well, the other part of it, too, it's amazing how when you you start to like a design, like the mid-century design, Mm -hmm. how many mid-century homes there are in and around Seattle. Right. I mean, to me, that's the, that's the most, that, that's surprising because every, you know, you see the split levels all, all every which way, but right. all of a sudden you go, mid-century, hmm. I love mid-century. It's yeah. right far my favorite. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just because the open floor plan. Big just, picture windows. Are just, yeah, just, there's a lot that goes along with it. But uh, yeah, the, just the architectural, I, I just really enjoy it. And I've seen some great renovations that have been done from it. Yeah. So um, just so you know, in in that community, there's no yard sign. So if any of you are ch- wanting to go, um, don't expect to see a yard sign. We will have the open house signs out. And again, if you want to look it up, it's innisarden.info. Oh, fantastic. Again, yeah. we talked about North Seattle a little bit. Yeah. A lot of growth happening there with uh, what's going on with the Northgate project, mm-hmm. light rail. Uh, there's a lot of uh, factors that will make that neighborhood uh, go up even more than where it is now. Right. I yeah, think we, it's kind of that golden area right now. We had a listing and uh, sold a home over in Innes Arden uh, probably like two, three years ago. And people would just come in like they were, I mean, the open house was just so busy because they were like, nothing comes up. That was kind of basically, basically what you said. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very few homes come up there. When people buy, they, they stay. Yep. So, so nice listing. Thank you. Well, the other here's an interesting point. We always talk about surrounding markets and what happens in surrounding markets, given the the change that is coming. In other words, we talk about the fact that the market's sort of veering back to normal. Mm-hmm. Not uh, you're not going to have these uh, insane appreciation rates, but uh, in Vancouver they've been fairly aggressive about trying to stall or stop the the housing prices. Their sales are down thirty percent. In volume, wow! Uh, compared to the uh, month previous, so thirty percent. However, as far as appreciation goes, the appreciation factor there, year to year, is still seven percent more than what it was last year at this time. Hmm. So again, when you when you you take you you want to take everything into account. So yes, that market has slowed somewhat, and that's just because of all the insane taxes that they keep trying right. to. Crazy. We had some clients that sold their place 
they bought over in Queen Anne and sold their place up in uh, Vancouver just because of that. They're like, this is ridiculous. Why would we? It was their second home yep. um, up in Vancouver, but they mm-hmm. like, we're not going to hold on to this. We're paying $200,000 a year on taxes. Yeah. It was a vacancy tax, though, specifically, yeah. right? Yeah. So they came up with a vacancy tax. So if you don't rent the property out or if it doesn't have a, year, a year-long a year tenant in there, because they're going after the Airbnb business as well. So yeah, it'll again, be really interesting to see what happens with our appreciation when those, you know, and you know, because like you said, they've slowed down 30 percent. Yep. And yet their appreciation has improved by seven. Yeah. So, so they, still, be... they still had market appreciation. Values are still going up. So. The, the significance of whether your sales slow down or not. Right. You know, again, it's going to be inventory dependent because, you know, we're looking at a month and a half worth of in- inventory mm-hmm. or so, right, uh, compared to less than a month. But, in the, you know, for a normally healthy market, they're saying four to six months. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we're still at 30% of that. I don't feel like we've ever applied to those national standards, though. No. I no. feel like once we're at that, like, 90 days worth of um, inventory, I think that that's when it starts to become more of that. Uh, I even 60 days, I think it starts to become slightly more geared towards buyers. And then at 90 days, I would say it's a buyer's market. Wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think we're ever like, like, because I think there, that's that net nationwide average where you're talking about areas, very remote areas, the three to six months. Yeah. Well. And also, your, your norm, your norm has been less than a month. Oh, I know. We so shoot at du- one point it, it was a week. Yeah. So if you double, <laughs> if you double that, yeah, then all of a sudden it's going to be like, wow, we got there's a, there's a ton to look at because mm-hmm. right now you're just running around. You've got one, two, or three homes to look at, and then you're trying to get the offer in before somebody else gets the offer in. Right. Even especially if it's something that you really, really want, because then at that point in time. If you if you don't care about it, then you can say, "Oh, we'll just kind of wait." But if it's something that you really want, yeah, then it becomes then it becomes more of an issue. Yeah. Um, so as far as the review dates go, I mean, I, it seems like review dates. I'm not seeing that as much in the listings. I would say what twenty five percent of the time now, maybe forty percent of the time, yeah. not not all the time now. Not as much, yeah. There, it's going down. Um, what, what are your thoughts on pre inspections too? Uh, I, you know, I've seen those slow down quite a bit as well. I mean, the last, in the last couple of months, the offers that we've written for buyers have been subject to an inspection. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still, uh, still for them for the fact that let's, let's make sure we do all of our homework prior to oh, writing an offer so we know where yeah. we're at. Uh, some people are super against the pre-inspection. Um, I think it's kind of case by case, but, but I'd like to get that ahead just so we can have a clean offer from the get go, especially right. if they're happens to be multiple offers but generally if there's one offer they're going to have an inspection contingency so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean uh, with multiple offers do you think it's more important to have the pre-inspection contingency oh you mean have it waived then inspe- yeah. yeah to do your pre-inspection know what you're yeah. getting into yeah. and i've even had people do the pre-inspection know what they're getting into still ask for in their offer some things to be done and get those through so in other words you're comp- still competing with other people um, and instead of just you know waiving the you know you're waiving the inspection, but you're asking for work to be done or credit, mm. etc. So it's it again, it's just information, so you know what you're getting into, but you don't necessarily have to say, well, I, I have to take all of this. Like when we find find a big sewer issue, that can be still be negotiated in a multiple offer scenario. Um, you know, depending upon what your buyer is willing to to take on or not. Yeah. So, and I've seen those go through. Yeah, and again, it, it, it comes to the point of. of the things that you're asking for, I mean, how mm-hmm. big are they and how, mm-hmm. and how much competition is there for that house? Right. Because if you're asking for something and, they don't, and there's other offers that they don't have to pay for it, then that 
makes for an interesting debate. Right. You know, because sometimes you may offer a little bit more just to get those things done. Mm-hmm. So that way you have less headaches. But the seller sometimes might be lazy going, I don't want to do any of that. Right. You know. Um, well, and it's up to a good buyer's agent to actually talk to the listing agent and say, hey, you know, I'm th- we're considering asking for some items, you know, we're, we're, and we're escalating. We're still, ma- you know, putting together a lovely package for you. However, is this something that's going to be, as your client, do you think they'd be amenable to a few things? And, and really kind of having those conversations, because if you just drop it on them, yeah. you know, you're right. They could be like, you know, where's this person coming from? So it's all about communication. It's so important. I think it's agent to agent. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Also, I think what's going to happen here, we'll talk about this in the next segment, but when it comes to listing a home, I think the quality of listings will probably go up uh, with what's going on just because of the fact that you just can't put the house in the market and have it it be gone in seven days. As it should, too. It's it's so weird to me. I was looking at a listing uh, earlier. I I mean, it was supposed to be funny, I'm assuming, but there was... It was the front of a condominium, and there was like Bigfoot or something like that walking. For, like someone in a in a, <laughs> in a costume, you know, it's funny. Um, but people are trying to be unique with certain things, sure, and they have to be creative. Um, but there's some people that just they'll just take their iPhone, snap photos. They won't clean up. They won't do anything. Or they'll let this. You know, one thing that was interesting. I was showing homes yesterday, and two of the of the listings of the nine that we showed uh, had the homeowner there. And, um, and, and, and the homes were not prepared. They had, you know, like you can tell that they had not cleaned, et cetera. And what, um, my buyer was asking me why that was. And I, I truly put that on the, um, listing agent for not making sure that their client leaves the home for the open and they weren't even there either. I, I was really shocked that you could have an open, you know, house with just the homeowner there. Uh, I don't even know if that's something that the um, DOL or MLS allows. So, yeah, you definitely have to educate your your homeowner. Silly stuff, and and take some time. It's you know, it's a huge investment. People like try and cut corners, and it, it's there's a lot of simple things. Hire a cleaner, stage the home, great photography, all that kind of stuff. So, um, great folks, the number here is. 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 404445, Equal Housing Opportunity.
Hey, it's Dory Monson. 3010 Weight Loss for Life has been such a great long-term sponsor with me. And over the years, I have seen them transform not just me, but so many of my listeners' lives. I've seen people who have lost 50 or 100 pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers with decades of experience and expertise. The doctors and the clients love 3010 because they make it so easy, effective, and delicious. And the team at 3010, they're super supportive. They are in it with you. They truly care created by those healthcare providers 3010 makes it clear easy and it simply works when i went on the program I lost 25 pounds took me five or six weeks you know that you can trust 3010 you'll lose weight while you're learning how to live and eat healthier that's where the for life comes in so if you're ready to look like a different person and feel so much better by the end of summer get started right now 855-843-3010 855-843-3010 or 3010weightlossforlife.com 3010 you're worth how do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, your radio show on all things real estate. Let's go to the phones and talk to Aya, I believe. Good morning, Aya. It's Chris here. What's your question this morning? Well, you got my name right. Very few people pronounce it correctly. <laughs> well. uh, my question is, how are these tiny homes going to impact the real estate market? Because I guess they're pretty much on schedule and uh, a lot more are going to be built and also what's the real estate market like on west seattle is it going down or is it staying the same uh how do you see west seattle uh great 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 questions uh as far as west seattle goes uh it's one of the remains one of the hottest markets it sure does it does remain where i live in west seattle aya and it does remain one of um the hottest neighborhoods in um in the city uh i would say that the you know the inventory has increased and so for the first time in west seattle in the last couple years we're actually seeing listings that are you know going beyond an offer review date or they're coming out without the review date uh, because people that are looking to sell are, are not wanting to stay on the market for you know months, uh, they're wanting to go ahead and get it sold. So, um, but we're still seeing com- you know competitive offers, and um, we're still seeing well the uh, the park there by the the ferry. Um, yeah. Is there any chance that they're going to be building any of the? tiny homes there oh. impacting the homes. No, okay, so are you talking about the tiny homes for the homeless? The those the the homes that they're doing yeah. oh, okay. Okay. We were th- we thought you were talking I have many many questions. I have <laughs> 
question about the, those tiny homes. Are they going to be building them in West Seattle? And how is the market in West Seattle and that, sure. that type of thing? I, so I had several questions. Sure. Um, I, I do know that they are having, they have a tent city in, um, it's closer to, it's just off of White Center um, area. They had, de- that's a designated uh, tent city area. Um, but I think the tiny homes were actually slate, slated for Georgetown. Um, and they're building, um, you know, those for the homeless. I, there's no talk of Lincoln Park being, um, a place for um, for the tiny homes whatsoever. I would definitely have heard about that being a West Seattle resident for 20 years. So. Yeah. Well, what about uh, the tent cities? Well, that the one that we have designated in um, West Seattle is again, it's not con- technically in West Seattle. It is on. Um, I can actually pull that up. It is on Myers Way, and it's actually to the east of White Center. It's in unincorporated King County. Well, I heard the mayor of Seattle say that the tiny homes are only half done, that there are many thousands more to be built. So uh, that's my question, where are they going to be built and if the parks are going to be impacted? And the honest honest answer to that question is I don't don't even know whether Seattle Council knows what what they're... And there's been no talks of it. I mean, I can't guarantee, you know, going into the future... Uh, what's going to be happening with our homeless problem. But I do know that there has been no talks about Lincoln. I think you'd have a lot of West Seattle uh, residents up in arms about that. Um, West Lincoln Park is one of the most popular parks in the city of Seattle. We have a lot of people that come to West Seattle just for that park and a lot of residents that use um, Lincoln Park. So I, you know, there would be, I would definitely have heard about it being as plugged in as I am in West Seattle. Yeah. Great, great questions, Laya. The home prices in West Seattle, so you see them staying the same or going the uh, going up. Uh, they're going to continue yeah. up, just like the 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 rest of the city. They're yeah. just not going to continue at the double digit rates, as far as what we're, our predictions are. Absolutely. So. Thanks so much for the call. I uh, again, great questions. I mean, as far as the West Seattle market goes, uh, yeah, that'll continue to appreciate mm-hmm. uh, normal appreciation rates. So I don't think you're going to see a price drop, not with the demand that you have no. for that location specifically. I think that there's a lot of people who are kind of the transplants, the people that are coming up here for work. They feel that West Seattle is really far away. And we've had a lot of people that are looking in certain areas like, you know, Queen Anne, um, you know, Leshy Central Central mm-hmm. District and stuff like that. And then we take them on a tour to West Seattle and they're like, this is not that bad. It's not that hard. Um, you've got the, you know, wa- the water taxi. It doesn't take that long to commute if you do it right. And there's great public transportation there, the walkability and also the prices compared to Capitol, Yeah, you definitely Queen can get Anne. a little better. You can get a lot more for mm-hmm. your money more in West for your Seattle. Money. Mm-hmm. And I love California. That is an awesome place. There's a lot of great restaurants, bars. Oh, it's oh yeah. Great walkability, coffee shops. It's an amazing it's, place. It's very Seattle. trendy. Very trendy indeed. Yeah. I mean, the other part of it, too, is, I mean, that's, you know, to, to, to the question of tiny homes, what, what do tiny homes do for the market? To me, that just uh, that makes the market more supportive of the higher-priced homes. I mean, right. if, you, if you have a 284-square-foot home that you're selling for $400,000, Right. What does that do for your thousand square foot house? Right. Yeah. I know. I think she was. She was. I wasn't sure what exactly if her question was about yeah. about the tiny homes or the homeless uh, problem. With I mean, the, you, you do have the micro apartments there in uh, North Seattle. Oh, 
Oh, we I have mean, a bunch of them in West Seattle, and, and that, you wouldn't believe how much they're getting close to a thousand dollars for a little two hundred fifty square foot. There's a lot of people that are coming here from you know other <laughs> areas that they've already had those, and and so that it's not as big of a shock. Big you deal, know? right? Yeah, yeah New York, they're like four hundred square feet. Awesome, I'm in. Yeah, like, now that's a that's a spacious yeah. micro apartment. Well, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> that would be that's what they were used to, and then going back, we're kind of bringing it back to reality for some of these people yeah. that are yeah. Yeah. So get, getting back to our point about the listing segment, which we we're, were talking about in the last segment, what to give the listenership out there uh, sort of a roadmap, if you can list your house successfully, mm-hmm. what, what are the top five things that you think a, a person needs to do? Go ahead, door, Pat. I know what you're going to say. Both Rebecca and I are just, <laughs> we, it drives us both insane when people can't, un- when you can't unlock the door or even yeah. open the door. And even the appearance of the door and then the performance of the lock. The door needs to be painted and shiny and fresh and new. It is a huge feng shui principle of real estate. Whether you believe in it or not, trust me, it it works and it matters. And the lock being functional. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. <laughs> Non-negotiable. <laughs> and, and photography. Photography, cleaning, staging. These are all things that people, I feel, um, and not that I feel, we've all discussed that, right. that people are overlooking or thinking, hey, I can sell my house. It's a hot market. We can just list it. There's so many things you need to do to prepare your home sale. Right. And and a curb appeal landscaping, I think, is, a you know, again, that first impression when you drive up, making sure that you pay attention to what when somebody drives up, all of the things they're going to see. And, you know, like, for instance, I had a listing where, you know, my client had a big, huge hose that was as, as you were walking in. It was convenient for her because she was watering her plants, but we had to remove it because it wasn't something that you wanted to you know, walk past a big hundred foot, you know, or step over it to walk to the front. So it's things like that. Just, you know, yes, it may not be convenient when you have your home listed, but doing all of those things to prepare for the client experience, your the new new homeowner experience is is going to pay off. And you're preparing to move anyways. My business partner, Lisa, always says, just start your packing now. You yeah. can load up your garage. You can load up your garage. Um, my partner, Lisa, she's actually a certified stager, but we go out and hire a stager as well for consultation and to stage the home. And um, just like your Innis Arden looks beautiful in there. Mm-hmm. People, there's a lot of people that can't walk in a home and visualize it. They right. just don't have that ability. And you being the seller, if you can do that, don't discredit the staging just because that's a skill you have. There's a lot of people out there that cannot do that. And your job is to maximize the interest in your home. Um, and staging is very, very important. Yep. Well, I mean, I think I agree completely. And also some of the basics, basic parts of listing – one, clean and declutter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like all the periodicals, all the magazines, everything you read out there is, you know, deeper. Don't, don't discount smells in that clean oh, as well. Totally. Making sure it doesn't, it smells. Totally. But what? do not put those plug-in fresheners in your home. I beg you, do not do that. Because when you have those very strong plug-ins, when you walk in, the first thing any buyer is going to say, and agent, what are they covering up? Yeah. So just clean it. Doesn't have to smell like you know perfume. Just you know, make sure it doesn't smell like dog or, you know, and um, anything that it just really stands out. You don't want to distract people. They're there to see your home. So if you have something or this is the best piece of art or this, uh, I don't think anyone should have any kind of autograph memorabilia in a home, anyways. Sure. But something that really stands out that people are getting distracted by. You want to make sure to eliminate those things. Yep. Yeah, you just want them to look at the house and make a decision based on the house as it sits. But just to have it clean, I think, is a basic consideration. I mean, you wouldn't invite friends over to a dirty house, but a lot of the listings that you see out there, very dusty, 
just they don't pass the the the, the finger swipe test. right and you know what i don't know about you pat but another pet peeve i have is and we should have a pet peeve show it'd be kind of fun um how about when they tell you to take your shoes off yeah and they don't have covers and the place is dirty and it's dirty it's so funny it's like what so i mean <laughs> honestly i always wash my feet every night before i go to bed i've done it since i've been in the real estate for 17 years that's just what i do but you know i don't want to walk around and worried i'm going to be stepping on you whatever. Know, whatever. Yeah. No, it's 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 unbelievable how some people list homes. Uh, yeah. You know, and and so it's it's really important to have. And I know you do this, Rebecca. At least and I do this as well. We sit down with our clients and we go over. We have what we call our ABC list. So uh-huh. these are the important things you need to take care of. These are some things that should be done if you have time. And then you know, put these on the back burner. But if it's a slow Sunday, you're trying to kill some time. Um, but it's really important to get a lot of these things done if you're trying to maximize your investment. Mm-hmm. Again, the the better the house looks, the more attractive it looks, probably the more offers you'll get versus just getting the one offer if it's not done correctly. Right. And you can get, we just sold one and it was listed at 640 and it sold for 700 and it was only two offers. But look at that. If we only had one offer, it would have sold for 640. It got 60, they got $60,000 more done, but they did a very good job preparing for their home sale. They did an awesome job. They spent a lot of time there um, and they, they crossed off most of the things on the list and they were able to capitalize that second offer, which, which drove the price up, which was very nice. Oh, very cool. Well, it's been great to have you guys on the show today. Yeah, a lot of interesting, yeah, a lot of interesting things going on as far as the market goes. Rebecca, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, you can give me a call at 206-935-6262. Again, 206-935-6262. And you can look me up at firstclassseattle.com.